Welcome to the Next Steps to Better Days podcast with your Next Step coach, Adonis Lindsay. Hey everybody, Adonis Lindsay here. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to today's podcast. And thank you guys uh, for being just faithful listeners out there and just in helping me with the PR and you're, you're, you're telling other people about the podcast. I'm hearing great feedback reports. You're sending it to your friends, your family members, uh, your coworkers, anybody that, you know, uh, that you know that needs that next step of getting closer to their dream, their goals in life. So thank you guys for helping me spread the word about next steps to better days. And I'm truly excited about today's podcast. We've got a great, great guest uh, in the studio with me today. I'm actually honored. It's an honor to have her in the studio today. Uh, this is going to be Jennifer McGill, guys. Just an awesome, awesome person. And uh, yeah, she's a former Mouseketeer from the age 11 to 17. She was a part of Disney's new Mickey Mouse Club. TV show. So we got a lot to talk about today. And I'm, that was a TV show, I believe, with uh, uh, big names like uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, Christina Aguilera, uh, Ryan uh, Gosling, and Britney Spears. And let me just go ahead and add Jennifer McGill. She was right in the middle up in there with them. And so it's a pleasure to have her in the studio today. Jennifer, thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. Very exciting. It is an honor as well for me, Adonis. Yes. Listen, I'm just, you know, I just, I just, I feel that just the difference in the studio. I feel the love. I feel the temperature change. Yeah. It, it's just crazy. Just because you're here. Yeah. You know, a lot going in on. person, live. She's this, she is here. It's electric. Live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Jennifer just released a brand new album called Unbreakable. It is all over the map, all over the place. And uh, we're going to talk about that. But, you know, just every song that's on there, it talks, you know, it's, it's, not just words that she came up with, but these are things that she actually walked through and lived through. And so that's why we're going to uh, dive into some of those lyrics and, you know, explore some things that she was going through in her life uh, that produced these great songs that you can find on her album, Unbreakable. So, uh, Jennifer, let's start off with that. Just, you know, that's the, the title of your album, Unbreakable. Uh, and just a great music video, man, is just, you know, you out there, uh, just, uh, just doing your thing. So tell us why, number one, why Unbreakable? Why that title? Well, I think if you could sum up a lot of my experiences, there was a lot of life hitting me and just me breaking apart. You know, there were many times that I would try to stand up and dust myself off and I didn't know how to look around and find the true strength of life, like to really hold on to my faith. Um, I was stumbling and I really did feel alone. And so, you know, once I did hand over, not only on my spiritual battlefield, but like just day to day in the real world, I, I really handed over my life back to God. And he put me back together in a way that when life hits me these days, maybe even as hard as it used to, I don't break apart. I am with him more solid, you know, and, and the jigsaw puzzle that was was me, you know, now I fit together just according to his will. So I'm way stronger and more faithful and I just feel more centered now. So the whole album is a journey, you know, from the hardest parts of my life to really the strongest times in my life now. And, and really all of that is about being unbreakable today. Yeah. And I love that that you said the whole album is about your journey. And, and that's when, you know, to me, that's real music, you know, when, you know, somebody's telling their story. And so with that, you talked about, you know, the early stages uh, and then, you know, when it began to fall apart and, you know, fast forward, man, you're doing some great things and your life is back together. Uh, you found that true strength that is going to keep you unbreakable. But let's talk a little bit about, you know, the the breaking part. Like what were some of those moments or some of those uh, times in your life where you felt yourself falling apart? 
tell us a little bit about that and then the why. What, what was going on in your mind? What was going on in your, your career that caused you to fall apart? I really started out in life doing things backwards. I really had an identity professionally as a kid before I really knew who I was (laughs) as a person. And so um, for the first time in my life at about 2021 was when I had an identity crisis. Uh It almost felt like a midlife crisis because I had just been trucking along. I felt like forever. And then all of a sudden, my path stopped and all my life had uh, validated my path to, you know, the destiny of fame and just world renown and that my voice was going to be heard, you know, in every home. And, um, I decided to go to college right after the Mickey Mouse club when a lot of my other, um, co-musketeers went out to LA, New York and, and really hit the ground running in their, in their singing careers, mostly music and and acting as well. And I come out of college and everybody's a celebrity. Like everybody, everybody I know. I mean, my my, my cousin is a celebrity. You know, I'll see a girl on a bus or do like summer stock with someone and then they're a celebrity. I mean, they were everywhere. And some of the closest kids to me when I was little, like Ryan Gosling, Justin Timberlake, you know, I just wished that I could be where they were Yeah. because I thought that that was the most important thing in life was this fame thing. And it was my curse of fame. It was, it was given to me so young and then kind of ripped away because then I wasn't right for the 90s or the 2000s. I just didn't fit in uh, on a big scale in the recording industry. So in that moment, like you said, you you got out of college and it's like everybody was a a star. Everybody busted out. Yeah. And so how did you feel in that moment right there? What kind of emotions went through you? Because, you know, you know, a lot of times in life, I think people, you, you know, we make a decision, like you said, you chose to go to college, and sometimes we make a decision, and then several several years down the road, we're doubting and questioning, man, did I make the right decision? So tell us a little bit about your emotions and what went through your mind when you're looking around and seeing the people that you were rubbing shoulders with at one point in your life, they, they're gone on and blowing up the world, you know, on stage and, and you're just now coming out of college. Initially, I was excited for everybody. I thought, wow, look at those little faces I used to know. And now they're grown <laughs> up faces and they're famous and everyone's ogling them. And I'm, and I'm like, but they were just these little, you know, so it was very, it was very sweet, you know? And then I was like, put me in coach. I was like, come on, I can do this too. Like I'm, you guys know, you guys on the other side know that I can do this. Help me out. And like, no, like it wasn't anyone's job to like, do that. But I mean, I just, I felt, out, right? yeah. I felt real, real out in the outskirts. Like I didn't have a ticket to the game or nothing. Like, um, so then it just boiled down into bitterness and jealousy and anger. And I wasn't angry at like a person. It was the business. I was angry at myself yeah. for, like you said, you know, choosing the path that I chose, but really I was, I was never ashamed of going to college, but, but what did happen in the recording industry at the time was that they saw me as too well-spoken. I was too polished Um, and, and I just, they just didn't need someone like me. It was really more of a, of a younger kind of, kind of just, you know, fly by the seat of your pants kind of, kind of mentality that they wanted to express in music. And I was a little bit too grounded or articulate. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but you know, so, so then I, you were too great. Let's, let's call it what it is. You you were too great. You know, know, they didn't know what to do with you. That is something though, that, that for many years, I mean, I think one of the biggest backhanded compliments is we just don't know what to do with you. You can kind of do whatever and we don't, we don't know how to focus you. And that was what was happening. You know, I was, I was, 
was a great singer. You know, I was, I was cute, but maybe not the look they wanted. Maybe I was too tall. Maybe I needed a tan and I couldn't fix that. You don't, you don't know, like losing weight. Yeah. There was so much that, that, that I had to apologize for or be angry at myself for because I wasn't yeah. small enough or, or, or little or, you know, short enough or young enough or, you know, maybe not as educated. I don't know. I just and, couldn't and I think right. I think a lot of that plays into the identity crisis yes. when, when the world is screaming at you to become this and become that. Yes. And we can lose ourselves in that trying to fit in mm-hmm. to a mold that maybe we're not supposed to be in, in in that particular time or season or whatever that is. And so, you know, and you mentioned something earlier too. You said, you know, when you came out of college, you saw your, your friends uh, that were just big time on stage and first you were happy for them and then but then it just somehow that happiness turned into some some resentment bitterness uh, anger uh, not necessarily at them but just the industry itself and I think so many people go through that sometimes in their lives to where they're really trying to be happy for other people that are excelling in an arena that they're trying to excel in and so but you know in today's arena social media just you know anybody can post anything on social media and and if we get caught in the trap of looking at that and like wow man you know they're really doing it and and I'm struggling here you know and it's so easy for people to slip into that hole of of bitterness uh, jealousy, which soon turns into a, a a dark hole of depression, and I know you battle with some of that, uh, you know, coming through this season. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. So uh, because I want to help people walk out of that and right. and get get to that part of your journey where you begin to take some next steps to come up out of that hole of depression, get back on track, mm-hmm. and uh, do what you were created to do. First, it was absolutely me who dug the hole. It was really okay. Wait, wait, wait. I love that. Right there. Not to cut you off, but somebody needs to hear that because I think the the first step in getting out of the hole, getting out of the past, getting out of the depression, whatever it is, is taking ownership. And because and that was so hard, I'm sure because that was not my first, <laughs> that's not what I believed when I was 22, that it, that it was because so many fault. people want to blame other people, Yes, the, the blame game, right. you know, I, my life is like this because so-and-so and so-and-so mm-hmm. and so, so, you know, if, if you're listening out there, I'm telling you, that is a key step in, in overcoming uh, your current situation is taking ownership. Right. And, and you know, the deeper I got, the more isolated I was and, you know, when you sort of dig your hole and you kind of live in your bubble where everyone else is, you know, just, just in your way (laughs) or not giving you what you need. Um, then if you're the only one in your bubble or in in your hole, then you kind of start just harping on yourself. You know, you start hating more on yourself. That was what happened to me. And I would try to self-medicate with, you know, unhealthy relationships mostly, you know, I just wanted to get attention from all the wrong people, you know, and, and I really felt like the last attention I was trying to grab was God's and, you know, person after person would let me down. And I want to include in that, not because I feel like she let me down, but my mother passed away when I was 24. Mm. And when she was removed from this world, from being the loudest voice in my ear, my biggest cheerleader, it did tip the balance over into just believing more and more negativity about myself and in turn about others. And so, yeah, I mean, I was in this, this shame spiral (laughs) of (laughs) just, you know, trying to escape my life through absorbing other, other attention from unhealthy sources and then sort of waking up out of that and going, well, 
that wasn't a good idea. And then just beating myself up about it and then going out and, and just really just trying to find attention and validation in all the wrong places, basically living like a rock star, but without being a rock star. Rock star. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was that's my a good way to bubble. put it. Yeah. You know, and all this time, I mean, this was all internal because all this time I was working, like I had amazing jobs after I really started over okay. after the, the, the recording industry, you know, had, had basically shut the doors. I went back to Orlando and I was close with my parents and I built my career over again. I was working at Disney World as an adult, as okay. an acapella singer. I had great, great jobs. I toured the world with cover bands, etc. But internally, the smile was not was not happening. So I, definitely just putting on the show. You, you, the yeah, light switch on. Yes. In front of the crowd, in front of the people when you're doing your thing yeah. on autopilot, but yep. still dying on the inside. Right. Because I loved my jobs. Yeah. I loved being on stage because I felt like that's who I truly was meant to be. But when I went home, I, yes, I was dying inside. And, yeah. you know, I write about that. Yeah. In, in at least one song, you know, literally dying inside a little bit. And, and I just felt like I was, I wasn't a whole person. I was a shell of a person yeah. and I couldn't get, I couldn't, I was trying to fig, fix everything from the outside in. I was changing my look. I was trying to keep the smile on. It was all about what I was wearing or who I was hanging out with. But internally, because I didn't start on the inside, I was just decaying yeah. and it got to the point where I would even say, well, I'm dead inside. Wow. I actually wow. said that to people yeah. like as yeah. an excuse. You know, Jen, I think a lot of people uh, walk around. You know, you know, in today's society, you know, where we are right now, I don't think I'm going to date the program or anything like that, but it's like, you, you turn on TV, everything is zombies, you know, <laughs> everything is yeah. dead people walking around. Okay. The walking dead. I mean, just every show yeah. has zombies We're going to have it. a cooking show. Yeah. And a they're, zombie's going to walk out. Yeah. Scrambled eggs, <laughs> dead man scrambling. And so with it, I think there's a lot of people walking around that feel like that. And unfortunately, especially in the... Uh, you know, lately we've seen on in the the music industry, you know, people even taking their lives, uh, and you know, you can sit there and look at that person like, wow, wh- why would they do that? They they were at the top of their game, you know, and but then it just it, it's reflective of a of a dying person on the inside, right? Uh, you know, with probably struggling with battles that nobody knows anything about, and so you know, Jen, there you were, mm-hmm. uh, that person walking around, and so which you know leads us to Unbreakable. You found that true love. So tell us a little a little bit about that when things begin to shift right. on the inside, right? Like I mean, I I had uh, my hole had gotten so deep. Um, I was so isolated that I was far removed from my family and my friends. I was living in a place I'd never lived before, just really far away from everybody. And I had done everything I could do on the outside, you know, to the point where, you know, I was sleeping 12 hours a day to try to avoid my life. And I decided that I just couldn't go on this way. And, you know, I was never, the Lord was never outside of my thoughts. Like I never rebelled and said, I'm not going to acknowledge you as God anymore, but I did not heed any advice. I did not look for any, you know, holy advice. I just was doing me, you know, I would say, I love me some Jesus, but, and (laughs) wow, how ridiculous does, do I feel you know, reminding myself that I would say that, but, but so it was a, an extremely disconnected time from, from my inside and and my outside. And I decided, you know what, this happiness that I'm trying to achieve is fleeting. And so really I decided to look for joy instead. 
because mm. uh, I believe they're extremely different. Um, joy is what stays inside. And I found that in God and in, in a whole new way as an adult. I began adulting with God. Yeah. I had yeah. never tried being an adult and, and making God the center of my life before. And so at my hardest moment when I was 30, uh, when I was sleeping 12 hours and, you know, in my crazy uh, bottom of the barrel situation, I got on my knees and I tearfully talked to God and I said, Lord, I have made all these mistakes. I've made all these choices and they're completely without you. I have done nothing that you have wanted me to do. And now here I find myself not able to sing for you. I, I can't work. I can't do anything. I feel like you need to just take me or rescue me. Yeah. I mean, I'm good with either. <laughs> I had come to the point where I was like, whatever you want to do, you need to do need something to do it, because yeah. I'm just, I'm here. I picked myself up enough to talk to you. You need to move me forward. And I don't, I don't care what it is. I will go wherever you want me to go. I just never want to m- make life without you in the yeah. center again. That's all I care about, you know? And, and I did actually give him a little wish list, which is funny. Like when you're at your, your, your most like, <laughs> you're, desperate, still, you're like, so by the way, help a sister out. FYI. Yeah. But I just, but I said, Lord, you know, I, I want to sing for you yeah. and I don't, I don't care what that looks like. As long as it's for you, I want to work for you. As long as I'm doing a job that glorifies you, I'm good. And that was it. But yeah. I said, I just need you to rescue me. And so within half a year, I was back in a safe place awesome. surrounded by my family I, and I was working for the Lord I actually did become a dramatic and musical minister and a worship leader and the journey began yeah well, <laughs> all I'm over like you, the restoration yeah. basically him putting me back together exactly. so that when life hits me again it's a whole different story I am unbreakable because yeah. he's in the center of everything I do and I think that's the whole key is like when something is unbreakable it's like it's been through some stuff okay and it's it's learned the life lessons and because you were in that moment where you were just kind of you know having that surface relationship with God and then all of a sudden you're like okay wait a minute I, I need to get real Right. With God. And right. so you've been through the the broken times. And so, and then it's like when he's put you back together, you know, which brings us to the unbreakable. You've got the mm-hmm. glue of experience. You've got the glue of, okay, I've been through that battle mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm over that battle. And, and I believe that part. I've been crash tested. Yes, exactly. Like I had to go through all exactly. that. Exactly. So knew how to put me back exactly. together for real, for, for customer. And, for customer level type, you know, <laughs> damage here. Like and, I can survive. And I, and I think that's the message in your, your song and in your, your entire album. And, and I believe that's why it's going to just impact, you know, thousands of people around the world. Uh, just because it's, it's true life, uh, from, from the lyrics, from the paper to the, to the studio, to the sound. It is true life coming, you know, from that sound that people will begin to identify with and be like, okay, well, I was there. And I believe it's going to speak to when people are in those dark seasons and moments in their life. Okay, you know, uh, I believe your testimony is also going to help them realize, hey, you know what, uh, there is more in me. Uh, there's some things I can begin to do. And I love the fact that you had to take those next steps. You had to get your relationship right with God, but then you had to get back on track mm-hmm. and and use your gift. And it brings us to a point to, you know, the thing I love about your album is that uh, all these songs are out of your 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 past experience you know you didn't just sit down in a studio and like okay what you know what song could be good today what sounds cool yeah what sounds know? good yeah that was yeah, part of it, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah 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 you know mainly but it came out of gin it came right. out of your heart it came out of your experience and i believe you know that's what people need to hear today and so jen thank you so much for being on the show uh today and coming in and just telling us a little bit about your story and and sharing your album and and i'm excited about your album and i know you are too i am so and so where can people go to find more information about you? Uh, how can they order your album? Tell, tell the listeners.
Rodgers because I know they're, they're you we've, we've got them on the, the edge of their the seats, seats right their now. Interest. They're like, whoa, I need to get that right now. <laughs> so quit talking and tell me where to get it. <laughs> That's what they're saying. You can find out everything at jennifermcgill.com. Um, if you would like a CD or my other merch that is only available through jennifermcgill.com. But you know, I've got a YouTube channel where you can see the unbreakable video. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So, but jennifermcgill.com has everything you need, vlogs and blogs and links to everything. Awesome. So you want to do yourself a favor, guys, go to that website right now, jennifermcgill.com. Um, uh, go to her product area uh, and she's got a lot of great stuff on there but grab yourself a copy of that album Unbreakable and I guarantee you you will be so glad that you did Jennifer thank you for being on the show today thank you Adonis awesome hey guys thank you always for uh, just joining us on the podcast uh, once again you want to check out uh, jennifermcgill.com uh, grab a copy of Unbreakable uh, listen to it uh, tell your friends and family if you know anybody that's going through some struggles in life I'm telling you this album uh, the songs the lyrics the words are going to help them uh, dig their way out of that depression whatever it is that they're dealing with so make sure you grab that copy for them today you've been listening to the next steps to better days podcast with your next step coach Adonis Lindsay for additional resources or coaching please visit adonislindsay.com 